Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today we have a crazy entitled parent story of doing something horrendous to somebody's pet. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I overreacting about my mother-in-law? Hi, I'm a 29-year-old female, and I'm pregnant with our first child with our due date fast approaching. My husband is very excited, but his mother is really starting to push boundaries as we get closer to the little one's arrival. A bit of backstory, my husband and I have been married for two years but we started trying for a baby three years ago. It was a long journey with infertility. I was at the doctors nearly every month getting blood work done and doing different hormonal therapies. We suffered three miscarriages, including one on our wedding day. As time went by and we weren't successful, my mother-in-law grew more and more impatient and disappointed. She would never badger my husband, but she would badger me about the treatments and why they weren't working. To say the least, it was stressful. It got to the point that the doctor figured our only chance was IVF, and my husband and I had to make a decision because we didn't have the funding for such a treatment. So we decided to call it quits, and accept that we were most likely going to have a child-free life. When I informed my mother-in-law about our decision, she just stared at me with a look of pure disappointment and wouldn't talk to me. To say that she made me feel like even more of a failure would be an understatement. Then, by happy chance, we fell pregnant completely naturally. Of course, I wanted to keep it a secret for as long as possible due to our past miscarriages, but it was hard to do because I got really sick. I was so sick I went days without food and was still vomiting. When we eventually did tell the family, my mother-in-law was over the moon to say the least. I was four months at the time and she started rubbing my belly and insisting that it needs to be a boy because the family needs a boy to carry on the family name. As my pregnancy progressed, my sickness did not go away and my appetite did not return. So to say that I was having a hard time and not enjoying me pregnant would be an understatement. I was barely six months though before my mother-in-law started insisting that I'll forget all about and be ready to have another one before I knew it. Our first child is yet to arrive and she's already insisting on baby number two. As my due date started to draw near, my anxiety began to grow as my mother-in-law began to make insane demands. She lives four hours away from us, for a good reason, and she started making plans that we're to come visit near the end of September. The baby may only be one week old by then if I go past my due date, so that the family can meet the baby and she can hold and feed the baby as much as she wants, while I get some rest. I am not okay with this. First off, it's my baby and I'm not comfortable handing them around to a whole bunch of people before they're even one month old. Second, I'm the only one who can feed my baby at the early stages unless my midwife or doctor states that they need to go on formula. Third, I don't want to travel and be put on display when I'm freshly postpartum. I've talked to my husband extensively about this and he's on the stance of we will wait and see when the baby actually arrives and how the birth goes. So because we wouldn't commit to my mother-in-law's plans, she informed my husband that she was going to come and stay with us around the due date. He shut this down real quick because he doesn't want to play host to anyone at that time and neither do I. So now she's very unhappy. 
I've also told my husband that there will be no video calls while we're in the hospital. Everyone will receive the same birth announcement text, and they can wait until we're ready for them to visit the baby once we're home. Needless to say, my mother-in-law is not happy with this arrangement, and I'm terrified that she's just going to show up and expect to be the first to hold the baby when they arrive. Also, she learned the gender when my husband accidentally let it slip that we're having a girl. Well, she was disappointed, but immediately started pushing pink at me. I turned her down because I like gender-neutral color, and the nursery is woodland animal-themed. She told me that we're going to have a major problem with the fact that I don't like pink and I don't want to dress her in the frilly, uncomfortable dresses. My kid is going to be in onesies and sleepers for as long as possible because they are comfy and I don't have to stress about them getting ruined due to the fact that a baby and messes go hand in hand. All of her actions and pushing of her own agenda have made me feel like I really need to keep my guard up around her and my baby. I feel like she's going to try and undermine me at every turn and do what she wants despite what I say. I also have a recurring nightmare of her just taking my baby while I'm sleeping under the line of, I was just helping. I've tried making my husband aware of my fears, but he thinks I'm being slightly dramatic and that she won't disrespect me as a mother in such a way, but I'm really unsure. Am I really overreacting or are my fears justified? I don't think OP's overreacting, honestly, and I don't think they should let their guard down, no matter what their husband or what the mother-in-law themselves say. They might try to convince you and say, oh, don't worry, they're going to understand once the baby's actually here. But if I were OP, I wouldn't buy it. I would be cautious, but not trying to stress over it. Our next story is, am I, 26-year-old female, wrong to cut contact with my dad, 56-year-old male? I, 26-year-old female, have had a very turbulent relationship with my dad, 56-year-old male. He would be a really good father sometimes, buying me toys, snacks, taking me to his workplace, playing with me, making surprises, supporting my education, not that much caring about boyfriends or what I was doing, wearing, etc. And I was honestly a daddy's girl, loving him more than my mother, 52-year-old female. She was abusive and strict when I was little. But my dad was like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He would also be really evil sometimes. He would shout at us after a minor inconvenience, beat my mom, belittle me if I made a mistake, calling me stupid, useless, etc. if I did something wrong. He would try to end my mom, even tried to bullet her but missed, and threaten her. He would cheat on her. They never truly loved each other and our home was full of hatred and anxiety most of the time. Growing up, I realized how my mom has been abused constantly in every way and how my dad has been a sick man, in reality as he both tried to be a good dad but would succumb to his anger mostly. He never hit me, but witnessing these really traumatized me and we never had a healthy relationship like normal dads and daughters. One year ago, my dad wanted to divorce my mom and my mom agreed. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. They sold our house and shared the money. My mom bought another house and I'm also building a new life in another city. My dad regretted his decision and wanted to get back together, but seeing how he would still blame my mom... I and my sister, 34-year-old female, didn't support this decision. This summer, we visited my grandma from dad's side with my sister and little niece. My grandma doesn't like my mom and affects my dad's decisions all the time, and visiting her was a mistake, honestly. He took us there, claiming she was ill and not had many more days to live. Anyway, one day my dad learned that my mom was on a vacation and just got really angry accusing her of an affair there. He started threatening her with death and shouting at us uncontrollably when me and my sister intervened. Then after he told me to freak off to my mom's home and leave, and I said okay, he ran to me shouting and threatening to end me in the head, even going to grab his weapon, he's a retired soldier. Then we called the police and reported him escaping the house. Currently we don't talk. But now he thinks that even though he did everything for us, we never reciprocated and now betrayed him. I'm now really conflicted about my feelings and what kind of a father he is. I feel guilty sometimes as he says he's sick, old, etc. all the time. I am so tired emotionally. Yeah, I don't really blame OP for being tired emotionally in this situation. And honestly, if I were OP, considering the history... I feel like I would be consistently scared. With the behavior this guy has displayed, although in the past they haven't done anything, the fact that they would go and like grab a weapon, threaten, like I'm just waiting for the point where you initiate some distance from this guy and there's a point where they just finally snap. This next story is Petty Entitled Mother. It all started when I turned 16 and was sadly diagnosed with some mental illnesses. It was hard for me to do anything like get up in the morning due to meds and being able to work due to pains I would get in my chest. During this time, my mom took time off work or basically quit her job. I didn't want her to considering we were kind of poor and my mom was the only one working and paying the bills at the time. She wanted to quit or she did quit because she wanted to be around me and take care of me while I was going through whatever I had going on. While I am forever grateful for that, it really wasn't what I was at all expecting from someone who wants to take care of me. 16 to 18 year old, all she did was belittle how I was feeling, compared me all the time to other people, or just straight up denying I have anything wrong with me, constantly pushing me to get a job, when I legit could barely get down the stairs without having chest pains. Not only that, but I was going through a lot of PTSD from trauma that happened recently with me and all she did was argue with me all the time and never comforted me. She was constantly dangling the fact that she quit her job because of me, which I didn't even want her to in the first place if I don't do something for her. I'm 21 year old, female now and luckily going to college, feeling a bit better and overall improved health. But a few days ago was just baffling to me. I cooked dinner for the whole family, and at this time when I was cooking dinner, I've been up for literally 24 hours running on no sleep. I had a lot of studying to do as well as overall errands to get through the entire day, but I still wanted to at least cook dinner since she doesn't and just sits in a room all day mindlessly scrolling in her phone, so it's usually up to me to cook for the entire family 90% of the time. 
Anyways, I made some fish and some veggies and told my mom dinner was ready and if you're hungry, it's downstairs. She asked me to bring her a plate and I said no because I was up all day and I'm physically and mentally exhausted and didn't want to go back downstairs. She kind of goes on about how she gets everything for me, etc., but I kind of ignored it and told her again, if you're hungry, just go downstairs. 30 minutes later, she comes in my room asking me again to still bring up a plate. I gave her the same response, and all she says is, remember that, as if it's some sort of threat. Remind you, this is over a plate of fish and veggies. The next morning, I go into her room to say good morning and see how she's doing, etc., like I usually do, but I can see she's physically upset about something just by the way she looked at me. I asked her what's wrong and if I did something. She tells me she's a little disappointed in me because I didn't want to bring her up fish and some veggies. I looked at her and said, Are you seriously still mad at the fact I didn't want to bring you food? She said that's not the point, when it is, and goes on about how she does everything for me. Most of the time, she doesn't. She just sits in her room and complains all day and works barely spending any time with either me or my brother, and how she gets me anything. I tell her I usually bring her food every time I cook. I didn't want to yesterday because I was tired, I've been up all day, and I just wanted to eat and sleep. And then I called her entitled. As soon as I said that, she immediately shut down and called me immature because I didn't understand. Again, I bring this woman food every time I cook, except this one time because I was legit tired. And it just baffled me because it really isn't even that big of a deal. Today I noticed my wine was missing. I go into her room and ask her where it went. She said I drank it because I bought it. She's right, she did buy it, but she gave it to me as a little present. I'm guessing she did it because I didn't want to bring her fish. I asked her to let's talk about it and she then again immediately shuts down and kicks me out because I just wanted to have a simple conversation about her behavior. She's almost 50 acting like this. I do not understand why people act like this or why they think they're owed every single thing and when told no they have a little tantrum. I feel like I'm living with an entitled 7 year old who can also be physically aggressive. I don't know what to do at this point. I guess moving out would be a great idea, if it wasn't for the fact that I'm poor and living paycheck to paycheck just to keep up on bills for her house, it feels like I'm trapped at times. Or am I really just being the jerk here, I don't know. I definitely think this is pretty unfair to OP. My question is, if you're living paycheck to paycheck to keep up on bills for her house, is it possible to just cut that off and immediately find a place to redirect that money? Or is it just like some bills and things you're covering but it's not really the full rent? I can imagine it feels being pretty trapped though because if you're in a situation where you leave and you immediately put your mother's housing at risk or their security at risk, I can completely understand why it would be hard to think that that's even an option. Our next story is Entitled Father Destroys Company Property Because He Can't Get a Straw So about a year ago, I ended up changing jobs to move into a higher position. I went from team leader at my old place to a supervisor at my new one. And so far it's been so much better with very few difficult encounters until recently. In our shop near the front door, we have a Tango Ice Blast slushy machine and we keep all our cups for said machine behind the till. It's normally pretty popular on the hot days and they can sell quite fast, but we tend to keep the cups and lids stocked up pretty well. The straws, however, are a different matter, thanks to our other drinks machine being right next to the ice blast machine, and both requiring straws, we just keep them in a box between the two. 
However, a lot of people will take multiple straws when they buy one drink, so we run out pretty fast. This is going somewhere, I promise. A customer, hereby named ED or Entitled Dad, came in today with his daughter and did his shopping, and asked a few times where the cups were for the Tango machine. We explained they were behind the counter, and you pay for them before you make the slushy. Eventually, he comes to the till and pays for a regular cup, hands it to his daughter, and she runs off to pour the drink while he packs his shopping. He walks to meet her and we eventually see him begin opening the drawers and doors on the front of the machine, where the gas canister and flavor syrup is kept. We tell him to leave them alone and he just screams back, You've got no freaking straws! I notice he's right and ask one of the staff on the shop floor to go run upstairs and get another box. She does, but right away we see Entitled Dad getting impatient. Where the freak are the straws? I've got to get my daughter to swimming! I tell him it will just be a minute, as my colleague is gone to get some. I begin serving the next customer and therefore don't notice the Entitled Dad opening the drawer again. He grabs one of the syrup holders, basically big boxes full of thick runny syrup attached to a hose with a special connector, and he yanks it out of the machine. This caused the plastic connector that was attached to the box to rip off and made syrup fly everywhere. He, his daughter, and the machines were covered. He screams at us, asking how we could be so stupid to keep all this sticky crap in a box and explains he was looking for the straws. I don't get to say anything before he grabs his kid, gives us the finger and storms off without his straw. Took like an hour and a half to clean it all up. My shoes are still sticky and we still can't use the machine since the connectors broke. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Huge loss of profit for us. It was really popular this time of year thanks to the heat. Not gonna lie, if I went into this place and saw a Tango Ice Blast slushy machine, I would be pretty tempted. I am 100% on board for a good slushy. To see it and then find out it's broken would also be pretty disappointing. This story kind of has me wishing that that guy was actually charged and held accountable. We can't let these vile slushy destroyers go uncharged. Our next story is, my entitled parents plus grandma tried to lure me back with a lie. Welcome to the newest edition of Bull I get to experience after finally escaping my father on January 1st. I've posted in different subs regarding different issues on this. To summarize what's going on, on January 1st of this year, my dad had a bipolar meltdown and kicked everyone out. After doing so, he realized he was going to die alone and desperately tried to pull everyone back. But my older sibling, 22, and me, 20-year-old female, remain free. I'm no contact with my dad. My older sibling is low contact. So when I first moved out, I tried to get on my own health insurance through my job, but they wouldn't let me since I was still on my father's health insurance. He refused to remove me since he was convinced that I would come crawling back. A few weeks ago, I had a pretty nasty accident. I passed out in the bathroom for unknown reasons and wound up concussing myself. 
I had to go to the hospital where my mom told me I no longer had health insurance and that I was removed about a month ago. I was panicked, but the sort of panic where you're so panicked you're calm. I've been mostly chilling since the hospital said they'd help set me up with some insurance and they're actually doing good working with me. However, I just got told something interesting by my little sister, 17-year-old female, who's still unfortunately stuck in that house. They lied. She overheard my grandma coming up with this grand plan to make me come back. How I would beg them for help and they would so graciously reveal they never removed me at all, like some kind of act to make them look like loving saints. I don't even know. But yeah, she told them I wouldn't dare to bite the hand that fed me after that. But now I know I have insurance and my sister sent me a pic of the health insurance card. Man, these people are vile? And I'm concerned for OP, are they going to be able to just go forward with what was currently happening with this hospital insurance setup? Or is there going to be a lot of headaches going forward once this is all kind of brought into the open? Our next story is, my mom doesn't care if we feel uncomfortable with what she's wearing. Before anyone asks why my dad isn't stopping this, it's because he's dead. So my mom walks around the house with her underwear, granny panties, and her singlet that highlights her nipples very well. Now, I don't feel comfortable with this, and when I told her, she would scream at me saying I'm a woman so I shouldn't feel uncomfortable, and she should be free to do whatever she wants in her house. So I can close an eye when she keeps dressing like this in front of me, but I'm uncomfortable when she does it in front of my brother, 8, so it doesn't bother him much, but sometimes she would randomly remove her singlet, wasn't wearing a bra, to wrap it around her chest and wouldn't care if my brother sees, even though he's covering his eyes and shouting mommy in a scolding way. Also, when she forgets to take something when she's about to shower, she'll come out naked and won't care if my brother sees her, even if he shows he's uncomfortable. Her reasoning for this is that she doesn't like wearing shorts and it's her house and can wear whatever she wants when it's hot. And if anyone says I should try talking to a trusted adult about this, I don't have one. And if I did, it would immediately be reported to my mom and I would get slapped and shouted at. Also, since we share a bed, long story about her having PTSD and wanting to change house. So she also sleeps next to us with her underwear and refuses to put on a fan when she's hot because I'm old and a fan is bad for my age. So staying in my underwear is better for this heat. She's 46 and my mom is a person that just won't listen. If you don't approve of her opinion, she will shout at you and say she knows better and won't change her mind. So, growing up in my household, it wasn't uncommon to walk around in your underwear. I mean, to be fair, in my household, less than underwear was not common and was probably pretty uncomfortable. That said, I feel personally, at least I think the mom does have an argument where she can feel comfortable in her own home. It may make you uncomfortable, but it's not provocative. It's not trying to be suggestive. And in your own household, I don't think you need to feel ashamed of it. That said, the rest of it sounds exhausting to put up with. And frankly, the fact that Opie's afraid of you even saying anything because they're going to be abused is the real issue being highlighted here. And especially forcing you to sleep in the same bed as them when it makes you uncomfortable, that's not cool too. Our next story is, X won the lottery? I want some. Hi admins and people of this fair city, I'm after some support and advice. Me and my ex split up approximately 5 years ago. We're on good terms and divorced approximately 4 years ago. We have our children 50-50 and he's since married. 
Recently, he got a large lotto win in the millions, and he's refusing to give me a share. I believe I'm entitled to some of it, as I'm still receiving child support from him, and it's unfair that our children don't receive the same comfort of lifestyle when at both homes. The children should be able to have the same comforts at both houses, and not feel that dad buys them better gifts and clothes than I can afford. He says it's his money and I ain't getting a cent. How do I convince him he's treating his kids the wrong way? Doesn't qualify for choosy beggar, but holy smokes, it sure does take the entitlement cake for the day. Honestly, I don't necessarily think OP is entitled to some of it. Is the quality of care and the quality of life, while the kids are in your possession, good? Sustainable at whatever value they're currently paying? Just because they have come into more wealth doesn't mean all of a sudden he has to send you more money. I just do not understand that mindset. It just seems greedy. It just seems like you want to pocket some of it. The whole point of child support is to support the kids. Our next story is, My friend's parents broke into my house and killed my pet snake because he was the sign of the devil. I'm a 23-year-old female currently. This happened about two years ago. I had a three-year-old fancy corn snake named Popcorn. I invited my friends over. She liked snakes, but her parents were overly Christian and claimed that snakes were the sign of the devil. So they had to pretend that she hated them. So anyway, she came over. We talked, fed the snake, played video games, and then she left. When she got home, she must have told her parents that I had a snake. So about a week later, they had snuck in through the living room window, where I kept my snake, opened his enclosure's lid, and grabbed him. The next morning, I went downstairs to say good morning to Popcorn. I noticed he was gone, but I wasn't too worried because, well, he was probably hiding. I watched for a bit, and then my friend was frantically knocking on my door. I opened it and she looked extremely sad and worried. She told me that her parents had killed Popcorn. I didn't believe her, so I checked his entire enclosure and sure enough, he was gone. I called the cops and she was fortunately arrested for breaking and entering, though I still feel like she deserved more. I got a new snake, but he isn't the same. I mean, did they manage to hide the evidence? Because considering the circumstances, I really feel like there should have been some kind of animal cruelty charge here too. The cops probably gave some cold-hearted BS justification of like, well, it's a snake and we can't justify snakes fitting under animal cruelty. Try to cite some dumb regulation or quote or how they don't fit under conventional laws for that. I don't know. Our next story is my entitled step family. Throw away for privacy. All names are fake, but I'm still trying to be cautious. I just need a vent. And since my step family has a few entitled parents and kids, I figured this would be a decent place. Anyway, some background. I'm a 17-year-old guy who lives with my dad, entitled stepmom Karen, and 16-year-old entitled stepsister Becky. Yes, I plan on moving out ASAP. Karen and Becky moved in with my dad and I three years ago at the start of lockdown, after Karen and my dad had a rushed courthouse marriage. Karen's extended family is also quite entitled, but thankfully I haven't seen much of them due to COVID. So without further ado, here are some miscellaneous stories about my entitled stepfamily. Our house has three bedrooms, the master bedroom and second bedroom on the second floor, and a small guest bedroom in the basement. 
When Karen and Becky first moved in, Becky was supposed to move into the guest room because I was already living in the second bedroom. Instead, Becky threw a tantrum, like straight up screaming and crying at 13 years old because the guest room was too small and didn't have room for this enormous pink dresser she apparently loved so much. Karen backed her up and convinced my dad to give her the second bedroom so that she doesn't have to be so far away from my daughter. My dad caved and I had to donate most of my furniture because seriously my new bedroom is so freaking small. The kicker? Becky got rid of that dresser two weeks later because she decided she didn't like the color pink anymore. No, I didn't get my bedroom back. I live in the basement to this day. Becky is lactose intolerant, and when she and Karen moved in, Becky demanded that the entire house be a dairy-free zone. Well, second verse, same as the first, Karen backed her up and convinced my dad to agree. This lasted for two months until my dad got fed up with paying a fortune for gallons upon gallons of almond milk, when only a fourth of the family actually needs it. We still keep almond milk in the house, but thankfully we also have cheese and regular milk now. My dad and I were going out of town for a family funeral. Karen and Becky never even met this family member and insisted on staying home, and I asked Karen to feed my hamster Jimmy and refill his water while I was gone. Thankfully, my dad and I were only gone for a little while because I came back to my poor Jimmy half dead. One emergency trip to the vet later and Jimmy was fine, and Karen apologized profusely because she had forgotten to feed him and refill his water. Later on, either to hurt me or to gloat, I'll never know, Becky told me that she and Karen had purposefully starved and dehydrated Jimmy in the hopes that he'd die. Her reason for trying to kill my freaking pet? She and Karen didn't like how he smelled, which I know is bull because Jimmy's cage is in my room far away from anything else in the house. Then when I went to my dad to try to get justice for Jimmy, Becky acted all hurt because I made up lies about her and I got punished instead. We were on a trip with Karen's brother, my entitled step-uncle Richard along with his two kids Haley, 12, not entitled, and Jaden, 9, very entitled. Jaden's phone battery ran out and Richard told Haley to give her phone to her brother. Haley obliged because she was paying attention to the scenery anyway, but I got the sense that no wasn't exactly an accepted answer in their family. Well, a few hours later, Haley's phone ran out of battery as well, and Richard actually expected me to hand over my phone to placate his bored gremlin. Now, it's not like I was using my phone, but there's no way in heck I was trusting a nine-year-old with my expensive tech. I told Richard no, and he just gave Karen this look like, is he serious? Anyway, Karen tried to force me to give Jaden my phone, since my dad was in the bathroom and she was technically the adult in charge of me. I was able to stall long enough for my dad to get back and put an end to that bowl. I'm just glad he backed me up on that one. A couple weeks ago, while I was babysitting Jaden, I was putting on a movie and Jaden picked out an R-rated movie. Since Richard hadn't left any specific instructions about what Jaden was or wasn't allowed to watch, I made my best judgment and told him he couldn't watch it. Jaden threw the temper tantrum to end all temper tantrums, cussing me out worse than a Call of Duty lobby. Seriously, he was more creative with his insults than most teens I know. I was kind of impressed. Nonetheless, I called Richard to tell him what his son had said and to ask about the movie. Richard basically said that Jaden was allowed to watch whatever movie he wanted and that he wouldn't have said what he did if I just let him watch the movie. I was just like, okay dude, it's your kid, and put on the movie. 
Jaden cried and screamed through the whole movie but wouldn't let me turn it off. The next week, Richard called me to yell at me because Jaden had been having nightmares and it was all my fault for putting on a horror movie for him. I tried to explain that I'd asked his permission, but he just yelled louder and he swore he'd never ask me to babysit again. Fine by me. I just hung up midway through the tirade because he was yelling so loud, I couldn't understand him anyway. And finally, Karen and my dad are planning a vow renewal slash belated wedding to make up for the fact that they couldn't have one during COVID. My dad wants a modest ceremony within their means, while Karen wants a blowout that they can't afford in any way. She recently approached me and asked that I donate my college fund so that she can have her dream wedding. I obviously said no, but she wouldn't take that for an answer, and she's been pulling weirder and weirder ploys to get me to give her my money. The latest one was that she pulled up my grades from my past three years of high school and tried to convince me that I wouldn't get into college anyway because I didn't have straight A's. For the record, my grades are fine. Not valedictorian material, but I'm not a failure or anything. Wish me luck, you guys. I can't wait to get out of here. So, yeah, I think it's safe to say that OP has a clear path forward, which is getting the heck out of Dodge as soon as possible. I feel like there isn't much of a greater motivator for you to work so hard and be able to support yourself than having a situation like this that you feel like you have to escape. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.